I'd like to read to you from the book of Jeremiah, the 18th chapter, starting at verse 1. The word that came, which came to Jeremiah from the Lord, saying, Arise, go down to the potter's house, and there I will cause thee to hear my words. Then I went down to the potter's house, and behold, he wrought a work on the wheels, and the vessel that he made of clay was marred in the hand of the potter. So he made it again, another vessel, as seemed good to the potter to make it. Then the word of the Lord came to me, saying, O house of Israel, can I not do with you as this potter? Said the Lord, Behold, as the clay is in the potter's hand, so are ye in my hand, O house of Israel. Cannot I do with you As the clay in the hand of the potter. When we go back and examine the life of one biblical, I hate to hesitate to call him a character, but an individual, a person in time that I believe to have been a, a real person, and his name was recorded in history. But as a young boy, as a young man, he felt direction from the Lord through dreams that he had about his life, about the direction of his life, about maybe we might reference the call of God on his life. And that God was telling him about his future. Can you identify with that? You've lived long enough. You've had enough experience. You believe at times the Lord has revealed to you something about your future. Now, you've probably had to respond at some point in time and begin to cooperate with God. You might have been a little bit rebellious in your teen years. You might have wanted, just like all of us, to have your own way, live your own life. That's your life, Mom and Dad. Let me choose my own. But at some point, you have to come into agreement and begin to cooperate 
with God as he reveals to you direction that he intends for your future. I look back at the Escobars on the back row over here, and they have shared with me some of their historical events from way back. Now, because I have a close friend who has known Brother Escobar through the years and said to me, when we heard he was converted, we didn't believe it. That ain't impossible. And Escobar. From Yakima. Nah, can't believe it. Until he walked on the scene, they saw, they heard, and now they listen, and now they fellowship. What an interesting event. I'm observing and watching... God, the hand of God, move in the Garcia family ever since the funeral of Daniel Garcia. Brother Escobar was on one of the pictures in the foyer when they were showing the history of the family for Daniel's sake. And so this is what I learned from Brother Escobar. Yeah, yeah, I'm on, that's me on the picture. What? That ain't you. <laughs> but what an interesting juncture. The Escobars were in Texas, San Antonio, Texas. But felt compelled of God to return to Yakima. During this time, this season. I've known the Garcia family for more than 30 years. And I'm seeing things take place right now that to me, in a having have observed, I'm seeing the hand of God in several lives down into what I knew as grandchildren, Joel's grandchildren, nephews. This is, I can't tell you how interesting this is to me. And if, if you'd have gone back through the years, I was there the day Joel Garcia got baptized. I was there the day Danny Garcia got baptized. But if you go back through the years and could have somehow uh, imagined even, you know, what kind of things were ahead in the future, you could have never called out the things that have taken place nor the direction that lives have turned and gone. But you know that the intervening hand of God is involved because a vessel, even a, a vessel, wants to be. We as people, we want to be our self. And we got thoughts and desires of our own. And we got ideas and direction for our life. But they become interrupted. They become interrupted. By situations and events. And, oft, and sometimes a vessel, a human vessel, will also become marred in the hand of the potter. The life of Joseph took an interesting 
and difficult turn. It, it didn't seem like it was much longer after all of these dreams and, you know, God speaking to him about the future and I'm going to do some things with you and there's, there's going to be a day your, your own brothers are going to come and kneel before you and your, your mother and father even will come and bow before you. And, of course, when he gave voice to that, wow, did that raise havoc. Not just with the brothers, but even dad. What? I rebuke you. No. He had strong words. He's, he couldn't believe it, but heard the words, waited on the words. There was nothing that followed for many years to support the direction God had gave to him, telling him about his future. No evidence supported it. Matter of fact, it appeared as though everything that transpired that was out of his control was the opposite. It was like, I'm going to make this impossible if circumstances could talk. But Joseph had to live long enough. And through all the courses. So somebody makes an accusation against you. They're lying. But they've made the accusation. And those in authority heard the accusation and took action. And Joseph goes to prison. Not for just a few days. He goes to prison. And he spends a length of time there. You're familiar with the circumstances. Butler and the baker. And Joseph reaches back and gets a little bit of hope. Tell the king, when you get restored into your position... You know, that's, that's politics. <laughs> Tell the king, when you get restored, back into the White House. And he forgets. Joseph don't even know. He's been waiting. He's probably got up and shaved every morning for two weeks. <laughs> and after the third week, he quit shaving. Quit washing his face. Went back to business as usual, day by day. He was a human like we, okay? We have the benefit of the whole story. To see God's hand play out in Joseph, one individual's life, okay? Chosen for a time, chosen for an hour. And we watched it play out. Of course, if we would have lost contact with Joseph, if we would have been there during his life, we would have said, well, you know, he used to share some things with me. He, he really thought the Lord told him he was going to use them in some special way. And wow, 
Last time I heard of him, he would, he'd gone to jail. And now I don't have contact with him. I'm gone on with my life. He's gone on with his life. And it would be easy for me to suppose, ah, he was just dreaming. <laughs> that was his dreams. Stick around. Live long enough. Get through the events. Get through the circumstances that God is shaping your situation. I went through three child custody suits as the child. It took a toll on me. It shaped me. It had bearing on me as the vessel of clay on the wheel of the potter. Circumstances out of my control, but shaped you know, in the mind of God, he had a plan for me, my life, my future. I could only suppose. I would have never guessed. I would have never come close. But I know by what's revealed in the word of God that my, my life, my wife's life, our lives were shaped through a process of time, and to tell you the truth, most of the shaping doesn't come through the positive circumstances. Mountaintop experiences. Rocky Mountain. She got high, I drank. <laughs> but it's through the experiences, and so, you know, I was sharing with somebody the other day, I was driving down the freeway, and I said, you know, just up ahead, you notice where the road turns just a little bit? Yeah. I said, I was driving down this road at like 4 o'clock in the morning. I'd been drinking, and I fell asleep right there. And I drove off into the center, and I heard the bushes hitting my truck. Bushes aren't there anymore. And I jerked the wheel, and it was on a slant, and my truck flipped in the air, and I rolled several times right down the middle. I told him, I said, there used to be uh, sprinkler risers, steel ones, down through the middle of the road to keep those bushes alive. I had dirt on my shoulder. I said, no, not one of those sprinklers got me. Could have been. Could have been the end. It was a tragedy for me, but it probably was a wake-up call. I wrecked my new pickup, only new vehicle I'd ever owned. Totaled it. But it was an event that had a shaping effect that I'm sure I carry something in my life today. Not that it's negative, not that it's positive. It's just an event that took place. And it shaped those child custody suits. Those, those had bearing. Those had bearing as a young child. And I know that it shaped my perception, my perspective 
in life today. Again, I, I don't look back and say negative or positive, but I believe that God knew every situation, every event, and He knew His intended future for me. My thoughts are good. They are not evil. The Lord says. And so we, 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 we have to come to grips with the idea that he knows where I am. He knew where I was before I surrendered to him. He was working in my youth. Because there is an expected end. We can look in the word of God and then match our life against and, and realize well, you know, there's some things in my life that really didn't line up with the Word of God. And I, you know, I was in, you know, I was not in agreement with Him. I wasn't cooperating. And so, in my actions, there were consequences. And sometimes we negate those circumstances. We negate those situations and say, well... I wasn't living for the Lord at that time. I don't know where this fits, but I actually had a person say to me one time, they were talking about their tithes. And they said, well, I wasn't living for the Lord at that time. <laughs> In other words, there was no consequences on the way I was living and the things I was doing or not doing because I wasn't living for the Lord at that time. I, just, I mean, I just kind of giggled when the guy said that. <laughs> okay, so he was just ignoring you? you know. And so we look at these situations and events. Well, you know, and we say, that was B.C. You know, we make an excuse for ourselves. That was before Christ. And so it has no bearing on where things are today or what's going on in my life or what is ahead in the future. <clears throat> we all have walked through negative circumstances. Anything in your life you're not a proud of? What's the opposite of proud? Anything you're ashamed of? I got a I got a, I'm trying to think of how this happened. I got a financial responsibility on my driver's license one time. You know, that lasts for five years. It, they jack your insurance in the sky. It was when I was 18, 19, something happened. Anyway, I don't, I don't even remember because there were so many little things that happened. <laughs> Which one that caused that? But it did. Man, I, did I have that when we got married? Isn't that embarrassing? <laughs> uh, dear, I had to renew my license. And it, yeah, What's that mean, financial responsibility? Well, it was an unpaid situation, and then I had to pay it because they put that on there, and you know, it was several thousand dollars and took time. Anyway, there's, 
You know, that was a negative event for me. But I thank God being in the hand of the potter, even becoming marred in the hand of the potter, at least I'm in his hand. Circumstances that I live through, go through, some, some of my choices, some of somebody else's choices. Consequences. But we remain in his hand. And he who knows the beginning from the end, he who is the author and the finisher of my faith, that which he has begun in me, he is able to finish. He's able to perform it. And there are things in me as his chosen vessel. We are a chosen generation. And there are perceptions, there are perspectives. There are perspectives, ideals, and how we view through our windshield of life has been shaped by each one of these situations. But it brings us closer to the place where He has desired to bring us for that which He has purposed in us, in the body of Christ. My alcoholism served me well. It served me. It serves me today. What happened back then? It serves me today because of my view and perspective, the compassion that can operate through me. You've got to look at the negative circumstances in your life. My mom and dad divorced when it wasn't popular. In some circles, it's become popular. And so as, as a child riding home on the school bus and watching kids go into a house and wondering, I wonder what that's like, the dad and the mom living in the same house. That was in the fourth grade. How old are you in the fourth grade? Eight years old, that sounds about right. And so those were the shaping circumstances that formed our thought lives, at least mine, I can't answer for my brothers and sisters, but it, we did talk about it a little bit. These things shaped who, would we, who we would become, not just as a person, but as a vessel of clay shaped for his purpose. I can remember asking Brother Leslie one time. We had so many strange things happen in our lives. It started when I proposed to my wife. 
Dropped the ring over the edge of the cliff. Went down and got it. It's like, wow, that triggered something. <laughs> and so many things followed. It's like, why us? I remember asking Brother Leslie one day, I said, why did he? It seems like our lives have all these things happening all the time. What's the deal? And this is what he said to me. Because of the call on your life, you're going to be able to help a lot of people in the future because all these circumstances you've come through. Well, I, want, I don't know if I was so ready to hear that back then, going through those situations. But we get beyond. We get beyond. Every person in this room, you have circumstances in your life. You didn't pick them. You didn't make a choice. Yet, here you are, you've come through, or you're in the middle of, and you're slowly moving beyond. He who knows all. I don't look back over my life with a bunch of remorse. Do you? Everybody has circumstances you would readily trade somebody else. <laughs> I'll take yours, you take mine. <laughs> I've been carrying this long enough. And, oft, and it's easy for us to view them and say, wow, I'm the only one in the world that's having to deal with this situation. And there's times when you feel that way. Can't I do to you that's what the Lord was asking about Israel won't you let me can't I do to you as the clay on the wheel of the potter Joseph's brothers hated him they wanted to kill him. They eventually sold him. And then he was traded off again. You talk about dealing with rejection in your life. And then falsely accused. Is arrested. Is imprisoned. And lives out his sentence. Now watch this. I have always thought reading about Jacob and how he handled his sons. And I'm thinking, you're violating parenting 101. You don't favor one over the other. That's a violation. That's ridiculous. Where's your mentors? <laughs> how can you be a man of God? Yet yeah, watch this. His action towards his son in front of the others 
was the very action that pushed Joseph towards his destiny. The dream, the revelation of God, I've got a plan for you. Hold on, son. Fasten up your seatbelt. And rejection, 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 false charges, imprisonment. And that's the path. You think that's chosen of men or chosen of God? Do you think that was the result of a bunch of bullies, mean people, people not caring, not knowing, not understanding who you are? Or was it God's chosen path? Son, this is going to hurt you more than me. You know, usually it's the other way around, you know. <laughs> Son, this is going to hurt me more than it's going to hurt you. I've known some people who've come through some extreme circumstances. And I have sympathized and been compassionate. But recently I have embraced in faith. He knows where you are. He will not allow anything to put, be put upon you that you cannot bear. Also knowing this is just a season. This is just a vapor. I'm looking at eternity. You're looking at the temporary. This is only for the moment. Weeping may endure for the night, but joy is Coming in the morning. I feel a deep ministry of the Holy Ghost in this house. I trust you, Jesus. I trust you with my health. I trust you with my health. I trust you with my life. I trust you with my children. I submit them to you, Father. We dedicated them to the Lord. I leave them with you. You are in control. And I trust you. I don't trust man. I trust you. Man is not in control. Man is not in charge. You are, the, you are my God. There's none beside thee. There is nobody else. I trust you, Lord. I trust you. stand together here and give some praise to the Lord. Could we? Come on, let it out. Let there be a release of praise. Adoration. Worship.
Worship, I worship you. Mighty God. Mighty God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's in you that we live and move and have our being, Lord. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you for the refreshing, Lord. Thank you for the revelation of the truth, Lord. Thank you for opening my eyes to help me to see clearly the reality of every situation. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Man, can we just continue to lift our voices to the Lord for a moment? Feel that witness of the Holy Ghost Bishop's talking about. Jesus, transform our minds, I pray. Transform our perspective. Help us, Jesus, to see as you see. To see and know the end from the beginning. To know that it's you that writes the story. It's you, Father, that is the author and the finisher. Jesus, Jesus. Wanna trust your process, God. Wanna trust your process, Jesus. What if it helps you if you need to move out of your seat a little bit? Or you do so if you want to come up to this altar. This altar is open if you want to respond to the Holy Ghost tonight. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 H